today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We had the uh, Environment Minister, uh, Catherine McKenna, on the program yesterday. She was in town. She met with Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger for a period of time as well. And uh, one of the topics they brought up was uh, funding for LRT. More specifically, funding the cost of overruns on the LRT project. And and I know that when I've talked to the mayor about this, he's always said, look, it's a hypothetical situation. Uh, he still doesn't think there's going to be cost overruns. Uh, I'm a little more skeptical about that. As a matter of fact, I'm skeptical the province is even going to give us the billion dollars they keep talking about. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into that in just a second. But if that project does go over budget, should we ask the federal government for assistance? Well, the mayor asked the minister that yesterday, and she said, well, there has to be an official request. And she, she kind of danced around the issue, didn't really give a direct answer to that. How easy is it, though, to, to knock on the door and try to get that kind of money for uh, any kind of a project uh, when you talk with uh, senior levels of government, either provincial or federal? Well, let's uh, ask somebody who's knocked on those doors. Larry DeAnne is a former mayor of the city of Hamilton, of course, and he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Larry, how you been? I am well, Bill. Thank you. Good. Good to have you with us today. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, the, the relationship between uh, municipal and, and senior levels of government. In this particular case, it's the federal government as well. Uh, I, I know that when you became mayor, uh, one, of, one of the first things I know that you have tried to arrange was a meeting with the brand new premier. At that time, it was Dalton McGinty. And uh, we were musing about that at City Hall at the time. I don't think we could remember the last time a sitting premier had actually visited Hamilton, especially at City Hall. It's usually a photo op someplace else. How, how easy or difficult is it for, to arrange that sort of thing, to actually have a sit-down with somebody, either a premier or a prime minister? Well, um, the prime minister is a little tougher, but, but with the premier, um, it was, at least back in the day, it was relatively simple because... Uh, we had just been elected as a new council, and I was a new mayor, and the premier had just been elected as well as a new premier, and he uh, was going around the province uh, meeting, uh, uh, you know, the chief magistrates of uh, of the major cities, and uh, when we called, um, the answer was yes right away, um, and so we arranged a meeting at City Hall. Now, he was late getting there um, because of other issues that he had to deal with. But he came, um, and uh, we had a, a very good chat uh, about major projects in the city of Hamilton. Um, primary one was the uh, uh, the uh, Red Hill uh, Expressway, as we called it then. Um, and um, well, you had another discussion. Cool. One of the contentious issues that time, Larry, was uh, I think it was infrastructure funding, wasn't it, for the the business park up at the, the top of the Red Hill in the yes. East Mountain? Yes, we had a shopping list of, yeah. of issues uh, that we had prepared actually. And I presented to the premier, and uh, he pledged. Here, here's a pledge that he made at the time. He said, "Mayor, I'm going to help put Hamilton back on the map." And um, and remember, we had been facing some real challenges as community uh, back in that day. And I was both pleased and saddened to hear that comment. Saddened that here's the new premier of the province who thought that Hamilton was not on the map, but pleased at least that he was going to put some provincial heft. To uh, helping us um, get out of our our financial doldrums, and in fact, they came through over the uh, over the years, uh, and still continue. I would hope, uh, if this billion dollar comes through, to contribute to Hamilton's economy and infrastructure issues. Uh, you just used that magical word, if. Uh, which is the word I've been using when it comes to funding. And I, I understand the premier said, you know, the mayor got reelected, yada, yada, yada. So if you want, that's what he wants. Uh, but I'm looking at some of the the, the actions, because right? actions speak louder than words in politics, as we know, Larry. 
And uh, some of the actions of the Ford government lately, the most recent one, of course, is canceling the $3 million for the Ancaster uh, uh, f- project up there, of course, the, uh, the the play center that was supposed to go up there right on Wilson Street, the art center. And uh, uh, and, the, and the excuse they gave is, well, there's no funding source identified, which actually is baloney. But uh, I, I'm, I'm concerned now about the billion dollars. Uh, I know the budget's coming down in a few weeks, but uh, we still haven't heard any firm commitment from this government yet. So that, if, I think, is very appropriate. Well, it is. Now, I take the Premier at his word uh, that, um, um, and the last word uh, was that if Hamilton wants this project, uh, uh, then they'll get the billion dollars that's been promised. And that promise has been repeated by uh, MPP Donna Skelly, of course, is the lone government MPP from our city. And so I, I take it at their word that they're going to come through. But my goodness, they sure are slow walking it, though, right? And, um, you know, having stopped uh, Metrolinks from buying properties that are needed, uh, and although planning is moving forward, um, everything seems to be slower. The urgency just doesn't seem to be there. Uh, And, of course, what that does, time is money, and as time goes on, costs rise. And so I agree with you that although, as the mayor indicated, we don't know whether there are going to be cost overruns, well, when was the last time the government did something that took longer to build than anticipated that the cost stayed fixed? So I'm anticipating that there will be uh, more costs uh, because of the time delay. And so it's, it's very timely to, to get the uh, federal government involved, I think. Well, I have heard, and I can't confirm this, I've tried over the last uh, five or six days, uh, to get confirmation on that, but I've talked to somebody who has knowledge of what's going on uh, with Infrastructure Ontario and some of the inner workings of, of those agencies, and he told me that the last estimate they were kicking around uh, was about $6.5 million over budget, uh, which is pretty substantial. And uh, that, that's obviously which I think uh, initiated this, this conversation that if that's a, a big number and if that is the, the projected cost overrun here, uh, whose lap is that going to fall on? And uh, MPP Skelly, of course, told us on this program a couple of weeks ago that it's the city's responsibility. And uh, I, I'm sure, as you would think, Larry, you, you've been through this budget process so many times, uh, I'm not so sure that that's a, a, a weight the city can carry at this time. So was that 6.5 or 65 overrun? Uh, well, he, six point, I, I guess maybe I put the decimal point in the wrong place. And again, he was he was telling me he had knowledge of this, this individual I was talking to. But I said, well, show me something. And he said, well, I can't do that. But it's it's significant amount of money. Yeah, maybe it was 65. I'm not so sure. I just remember yeah, the 6 and 5. The, yeah, because 6.5, I think, would be, you know, one could handle that. I think the city could handle that. Now, when you're getting into uh, edging up into the um, $100 million mark, by the time everything is said and done, that that's substantial money. And, and that was two uh, weeks ago. And like, as you said, the clock is ticking. The longer this thing goes and they don't actually get a shovel in the ground, the, the bigger the chance, of course, of, of an extended cost overrun. Yeah, indeed. And so, and so it's quite timely and appropriate uh, for the feds to step in and help. You know, the federal government, when they won the, the, the last election, they, they promised this infrastructure fund for municipalities. And I noted just this past week in one of the press releases that the Minister of Infrastructure Minister Sodi, who is bragging about the uh, the substantial investment in public transit in his own uh, hometown, I think Edmonton, if I if I remember correctly, uh, that the federal government had made, and so if they're going around providing infrastructure cash um, across the country, 
uh, Hamilton needs its fair share as well. And, uh, and this may be a project that uh, is already on the books. The plans are uh, drawn up and, and being uh, consolidated as we speak. So it's not a question of having to find something to then spend the infrastructure money on. This is uh, to be presented on a platter to the federal government and, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, to assist. Okay, well, you, you've been in this game for a long time, as we mentioned, uh, and you've, you're the one that's had to knock on doors and make these phone calls. And, right. and as we know, the conduit for doing that is usually your local members down here, the MPPs for provincial and obviously members of parliament for the, uh, the federal government. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm going to ask you a philosophical question that's been kicked around for 500 years now. Uh, are those representatives there to represent the people of Hamilton, or are they there to represent the government to the people of Hamilton? Because I, I think they get that mixed up sometimes. Some of them do, anyway. Well, indeed. And so it's a binary kind of issue, right? you got to do both. Now, uh, we've got two members of the government, uh, uh, and one of them is a former mayor. Uh, his, his sort of support on this file is, is, has been questioned, uh, but by the same token, he's there. Uh, specifically to represent um, Hamilton at the federal level. Uh, and he his only responsibilities, I think, are to advance the interests of the city. Uh, and I know Bob Bertina will want to do that. Uh, he was talking to me. I just saw him at a function just this past Saturday. And he was talking to me about some infrastructure issues, uh, not the LRT. We're talking about uh, roads. And, and, in fact, he raised the, uh, the mid-pen uh, issue as well as some other issues that we chatted about, but his role, as uh, and he doesn't have ministerial responsibilities. His role is to represent the city, and if the and if this issue is important to the city, and I would I would say that the mayor has solid ground to argue that the last municipal election gave him a mandate on this project, then I think Mr. Bertina is is uh, honor bound to advance that cause. Well, we've got a similar situation at the provincial level, because our only government representative here is Donna Skelly, who we've been already talking about. And, and she's obviously opposed to the uh, to the LRT project, for instance. And, uh, you know, you got to wonder, of course, because, and that's the conduit. I mean, it's the provincial government we're essentially dealing with on that project. Uh, yes. I, I don't know if she's comfortable being a champion for that project. Well, I don't think she is personally comfortable. I mean, uh, being a champion for that project, but but she's also the MPP for this city, and if the city identifies certain projects, I think it's her responsibility to advance that cause as well. The other factor of uh, federally, if I can switch back to that, is of course Philomena Tassi. Now she is an MP uh, from one of the ridings in in the city, but she also has ministerial responsibilities. So her status is a little different, uh, a little in, more enhanced, but a little different in the sense that as well as having responsibilities as an MP for the city, she has ministerial responsibilities, which means she has to look after the interests of her portfolio right across this country. But her clout is bigger than uh, an MP because she's at the cabinet table. She speaks to her colleagues more regularly around the table. She speaks to the Minister of Infrastructure when they meet as a cabinet and at other times as well. So her voice, her whispers, her advocacy uh, will carry much more weight. And if Hamilton goes to her, and I agree with your point that they need to be working with the MPPs and the MPs, uh, and then through them to the decision makers, whether they are the Minister of Infrastructure, the Prime Minister himself, to advocate for programs that are important to the city. 
So we do have some conduits that should work in our favor. Well, and to that point, and again, I'd, I'd like you to draw on your own experience in having to deal with those folks, whether MPs or MPPs. Uh, I know you told me a story many years ago, and I want to mention names, but the, the comment I, I, stuck with me. Uh, you were talking to a, somebody who at that time was an opposition member uh, in, in the government and asking and giving him that shopping list for the city. And he, I think the response to you, and I'm paraphrasing, it was, I, I don't sit in government. What do you expect me to do? That's right. Uh, that, well, they still have a representation to do that, and you've seen that, and I've seen that here in the city, where our members, uh, both in the legislature and on Parliament Hill, have crossed party lines and said, I'm going to see what I can do, and actually they've had some level of success with that. Yeah, I, I was shocked by that comment. That comment was made by an opposition member uh, who was NDP. Um, I mean, uh, uh, we, we had a, a plethora, of, they were all NDP at the time, uh, and, and he kind of said, well, you know, what do you expect me to do? I'm I'm in the opposition, and I and I thought to myself when that comment was made. Well, gee, you don't go knocking on doors, telling people vote for me because I'll be on the opposition and be ineffectual in advocating for the city. So so now I, I think he meant it in the right spirit in the sense that you know we're not there at the decision making table, but surely you're there at the advocacy table, and you're much closer than than we would be, and so everybody has to pitch in. Uh, in uh, in the right kind of advocacy, um, but but you know I, you're right about knocking on those doors, right? So I recall during my tenure, and I know that when the mayor meets uh, with federal representatives, when he goes to the big city mayors meetings and uh, and uh, those organizations that are there to lobby the federal government uh, on behalf of municipalities, that you have a chance to to meet these people. Uh, because they all attend, they all give speeches, and they all uh, save some time uh, for individual meetings with mayors of cities across across the country. And so you have a chance to bend their ear and bring projects uh, to their attention. And my philosophy always was, you know, you want to be in, in the face of, uh, of the decision makers. You don't necessarily want to poke them in the eye because nobody likes that. But you need to be in their face just to remind them of what's important to your municipality, because then it, uh, it's you know front front of mind as opposed to the back burner, uh, and and then you got to wait and and be part of whatever program the government puts together. But the fact that the minister of the environment uh, was here, obviously a huge and and she's from our hometown originally, obviously a huge booster of public transit, uh, she will carry that message. But she needs to be reminded almost constantly by uh, the sitting MP and the sitting uh, colleague cabinet minister, other MP from our municipality as well. Exactly, which is, the, to my point, I guess, at the beginning of our conversation, it's great that the mayor had a face-to-face with the minister yesterday, but the, the local MPs and MPPs are the ones that have to carry the ball. Larry, as always, thanks so much for your perspective on this. Appreciate the time today. Thank you, Bill. Have Take care. Forum Health to Mayor Larry Diani. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.